Today's date is December 17th, 2023. We are reading from the big book, pages 86, beginning with On Awakening, up to and including paragraph on page 87 that starts, If Circumstances Warrant. Claire Kay will be our reader, followed by a 20-minute share by Naomi B. I am Claire and a compulsive overeater. On awakening, let's think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we're going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all throughout the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that and it doesn't work, you can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. Uh, thank you, Claire. And Naomi B. Um, is our 20-minute uh, speaker, and, and we'll share now. Thank you so much, Naomi. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Before I go any further, what I usually do, good morning, family. I'm Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater um, outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And before I do anything with OA, I have to um, invite my higher power in. And that's with the third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee, to build with me and to do with me as I will. Believe me the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help, thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Well, let's get some of the numbers out of the way first. I have been in program since February 7th of 2011, did not become abstinent until July 25th of 2011. God has taken 100, 120 pounds off my body 
And it's hard to believe I'm coming up to my 13th anniversary next month. Um, I, I am beyond blessed with my recovery and I give it all to my higher power. But I do have a, a personal story I have to share and I got permission to share this. When I met my, and then I will get on with the reading, absolutely. When I met my first um, sponsor, that was in July of 2025. I'm sorry, 2025. It was the 25th of July of 2011. And of course, I met her on a Friday night. She gave me a food plan. Yes, you know, the typical thing. I binged my head off all weekend. And then that Monday, the 25th, I became abstinent. So she could only give to me what was given to her. And what was given to her with reading the big book was reading five pages of the big book and writing a paragraph. So then I had the honor. I didn't know. I was so new. But she was the kind of sponsor that I needed in the very beginning. In April of 2013, I had the honor of going to a workshop. It was like a conference, Friday night, all day Saturday and Sunday. And we had, and I have this person's permission. We had a guest speaker from, um, he, I'm sorry, I just went blank. We had a guest speaker from Arizona. And as you know, I just lost, lost track of his, where Tana is. His name is Harlan G. And Scottsdale, Arizona. Thank you. So in between one of the breaks that we had, oh, let me backtrack. When I was just new in the in the in the room, a young lady walked in with her arms loaded down with these big, the large print of big books. And I had the honor of meeting Kim G for the first time and loved her ever since. And she knows I do. So Harlan proceeded with his um, teaching of the big book. He really cracked it open for me that weekend. But in between one of the breaks, I went up to him and I said, Harlan, may I call, may I call you when I'm done working the steps? And he looked right in my face and said, no. And I'm thinking, this is a busy man. He's in New Jersey. He lives in Arizona. He's busy. He said, because you'll be dead. <laughs> Being new in the program, it's like, what are you talking about? I had no idea. But of course, thank you, God, I've since learned. Now, on awakening. So I have a morning ritual. I am, as some of you know me, I am a talker. And that's good and that's bad. But in my line of work, it's excellent. But also, I'm beyond thankful for what my higher power does for me. To the point when I'm in the shower, it's a very private place for me. I mean, it's just, I'm taking a shower and I start talking to my higher power in the shower. And then I have, well, on awakening, I have an actual, it's not a ritual, but it is a ritual. I write a God letter. I have a book that I write prayers for people. I do readings. Um, I have a couple books. One is a religious kind of uh, inspirational daily book. Another one is from um, another company, another a devotional that I read. And this is how I start my day. As I start my day, plugging in my phone 
to recharge it. I have to be recharged because I don't want to go back to the old ways. The old ways were horrible and I don't ever want to go back to that. And it's so, it's so funny because, you know, we ask, we ask God for direction of the thinking and especially divorce from self-pity, dishonest and self-seeking motives. This is what I have to do. I also have to add that at this tender year of 76, I'm a teacher. I teach three and four-year-olds, 10 of them, three and four-year-olds from one to 5.30. So I never expect, I never know what to expect from these little darlings. So I have to ask for that. And when I'm driving over to work, I ask my higher power to go before me because I never know what to expect. And it just continues on. It just continues on that way. And it's so funny because I know we're not studying it, but this is something else that I love down at the very bottom, that last paragraph on 87. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and we ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we're no longer running the show. This is very true. I have to do this because I am not in charge. I am so powerless over everything, everything in my life. Since, um, and things don't stop just because, just because I am recovered, just because I am abstinent with the food, just because I do have a daily reprieve with my higher power, perhaps still happens. If I may share with you, just this is only this has only been since October. So with these little darlings, I felt a little too confident and I started with a cold. I started with a cold that led into COVID. Then from COVID we went into, this has only been since the end of October. Then we went into a leak from my toilet, which ended up the half my ceiling and my downstairs had to be taken out. The toilet was off. The shower was off. The sink was off. Thankfully, I had a powder room downstairs. So I was able to clean myself each day. And what food? What food would have changed this? Absolutely nothing. So we have, we have had the toilet um, reinstalled. We have the shower. We have a vanity. They're working on the ceiling and all this. And then in the midst of all this, my dryer. My dryer stopped. My dryer stopped two weeks ago. Someone had to come out. And my point is, it doesn't matter. I mean, from when I became abstinent to when it is now, we've had three grandchildren born. My husband collapsed twice at work. My husband was in car accidents. He lost a job. He got a job. I lost a job. I got a job. January 23rd of 2019, I spoke to my beloved brother. He's down, he was down in Kentucky. July, July 23rd, right. July 26th, his wife calls to tell me he died. Yeah. So we had to travel to Kentucky. And I can actually say the pinnacle of my recovery was sitting devastated with a hole in my heart with all my binge foods around. And I sat with a glass of water. I mean, I had a storage of prayers built up. So when I was too weak to pray, my higher power was there to cover me and no food would have filled the hole. The hole is still there today, but 
you know, it's like someday, God willing, I will see my brother. But that's what I'm saying. The importance, the importance of building, building this block every morning on awakening. I have to do it because if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm able to do because I was a real deal. I mean, I even went as far as having the lap band. Thankfully, I had I also had a daycare business in my home and I didn't have the luxury of taking weeks off to have the full bariatric surgery. So the lap band worked a minute. I was able, you know, it's like a it's like a belt around the top of your waist. And um, yes, I was able to lose 70 pounds because the amount of food you ingest is restricted. But I could I could gain back 35 pounds, which I did. And um, thankfully, a neighbor came in to borrow a pie dish. And I saw she lost so much weight. I said, how did you do it? And she said, Overeaters Anonymous. And that started my journey back in January, January 7th of 2020, 11. And it just, when I went in there, it was like, how are, who, who are these skinny people? Where's the scale? And hand me a book on on alcohol. I mean, my my thing with alcohol was maybe two pina coladas a year. You know, I mean, my thing was weight. But I would have the honor of reading and every week, everybody would read a different chapter. And I had the honor of reading the resentment prayer on page 552. Because you see, when I went for orientation for the lap band, I knew the doctor was going to fix me. I wasn't going to be fat again. And in reality, the band should have been put around my head or my brain instead of my stomach, because that's where my fat is. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love this. And of course, we know that when we retire at night, it's there at first because we work the steps all day long. But in the morning, we wake up fresh. And when we do wake up, and since Chucky died, I've realized we're not promised tomorrow. So there is an app on OA. It's called my OA Toolkit. And I do my um, my, tenth, my 11th step every night, and I send it over. And along what they have on there, I also add three things that I'm grateful for. Good, bad, or indifferent. I'm grateful for it. And this is what I'm doing. I mean, because there's no there's no other way at my I never thought at my age I would be doing this kind of stuff. But it is because I have this close connection with my higher power and I ride and I talk to him. And, you know, the people that know me on here know that I'm a talker, but it doesn't matter. I don't really care. And I'm not embarrassed because I would be well over 300 pounds in a wheelchair. Instead, I am taking care of these three-year-olds and loving every minute of it. And who knew? Who knew at 76 I'd be doing this? And it's okay. You know, I have fun with the children. And this is all attributed to what I have with my relationship with my higher power. And the food doesn't enter into it. Funny thing, when I first started working at the school, which is four years ago, some of the kiddies would have, they would have a snack at three o'clock in the afternoon. And a lot of them would bring the Doritos, which was my binge food. Now, and I'd have to go around and open bags and boxes and stuff for the kids. Now the Doritos remind me of dirty socks. <laughs> and I would eat them. I'm not talking the, the little sandwich bag. That would be like filling a cavity. 
I mean, you know, the jumbo bags, God knows what they charge today. But that's not, that's not where I'm at. Where I'm at today, and I only have today. In fact, my sponsor pointed that out to me. You know, they say one day at a time. Well, that's good. What day are we talking about? But when you say just for today, you're bringing it just back for today. And that's, that's where I keep it, just for today. That's all I have. And, you know, how am I doing with time, please? You have uh, seven more minutes. Okay, that's fine. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So that's all I have is just, you know, I only have today. I read the book. book. I, I have a sponsor. I am a sponsor. And it's, it's something that it's just so wonderful. And I didn't start sponsoring right away because I didn't feel I was capable of doing it. And when I felt I did, now I know there's different, different thinkings about, you know, you finish the steps, you go on the sponsor. And to me, um, I am, because I am a nurturer, I'm also a fixer. So if I wasn't told this information, I'd be devastated if someone didn't become um, abstinent. They said how my thing being a sponsor is only to lead someone through the big book or guide them through the big book. Their recovery is not dependent on me because I've had, I've had all things. I had a sponsor you work up to the 11th step and say, I'm done. You know, I, I had someone call me one time like a job interview. She, you know, I put my name out there that I was a sponsor and she said, okay, these are my requirements. Do you give a food plan? Can I talk to you every day? Do you give assignments? And I said, no, I work. I said, I can't give you a food plan. My food plan is not the same as someone 15, 20, 30 years younger than I am or older than I am. Well, I guess there are people older than me, but um, you know, like every food plan is different. And as far as giving assignments, I can only give what was given to me. And that's that's what I do. And as far as talking every day, no, I'm a teacher. I pre prepare lessons. And so that didn't work. And that, you know, I wished her well. And she went on her way. But this is this is the important thing. This is very important. And this and then this other paragraph here. I don't really have. Um, my husband knows of my, with his last paragraph and circumstances weren't, my husband knows of my program. He is on a different, um, as far as spiritual program than I am. And that's okay. But I have very, very close, close people that I can pick up the phone and call and say, um, I've had it. I'm exhausted. It's this, it's that. It's all, it's all kinds of things. And this is, this is. The other thing that absolutely is the truth for me, God led me to OA, but OA truly led me back to God. And I feel beyond appreciative of that. And I don't, you know, I, I don't really attend a religious building because as far as I'm concerned, God is everywhere. This back room here, I wouldn't put the I wouldn't, I wouldn't open it up because it's a mess right now. I've been doing crafts for the holidays. But this was a room that was a bedroom, and we turned it into a craft room or a teaching room for me. And this is my sanctuary in here. I don't need an actual building. 
because God is everywhere and or your higher power, whatever you whatever you choose it to be. This is another true story. When I first met my first physically met my first uh, sponsor, she lived in Williamstown, New Jersey. We went over there with some other ladies that introduced me to her. And there was a couple that went to the local Zoom meetings. He had lost 150 pounds, she 130. And their their higher power was a, a set of rocks, a pile of rocks in their backyard that they named. And that, I mean, it could be anything as long as the power is not you. Because I know I had no power at all. When it came to food, when it came to any emotion, it was food. That was my answer. And, you know, of course, it tasted wonderful at the time. And then the self-hatred would come in. Or as stated in the, and in the big book, not a cloud in the sky. And then the thought, oh, my gosh, I never deprived myself of my dinners. And my husband would be in the room watching, another room watching TV. And I'd say, I'm going to go downstairs and get myself a glass of water and make some mammoth sandwich. Because I didn't know I was dealing with. Since I know better, thank you, God, I do better. And I'm I'm going on and on about my abstinence. And I give my higher power all the glory because I shared with you a you know, thumbnail sketch of what my life has been like these last 11 years. And, um, and it's true. I mean, now we're facing a situation. We're battling with the insurance company, trying to get the money to pay these wonderful men that are doing the work without getting paid. And what food would change that? I can't speed up the insurance company. So all I can do is cling to my higher power and pass it on. And that's what I do. That's what I do. And when I see newcomers come in to my, I go over and I greet them and I welcome them. And the beautiful part, when I was, when I was growing up, I was always intimidated by people thinking, you know, that I'm so much inferior to them. But God was very good. When I first walked into my first OA meeting, that I was told that it didn't matter about the longevity. It only mattered with you know, they're like one bite away from being compulsive eaters. And that truly helped me because um, one time I attended a very lovely convention and I was talking to a fellow there, just happens to be a psychiatrist. I said, I never had a problem with ego because I always felt inferior. He said, that's ego too. And that was about five years ago, five or six years ago. And so from that point on, I thought, you know, I'm enough because I always felt inferior, because this is how people made me feel. But in God's eyes, I'm somebody special. And I guess I'm kind of special to those little people, because when I, I had to be out three days with COVID, and when I walked in, they, Miss Naomi, Miss Naomi, which was so excited. I mean, I, you know, it's like being around children. It's, it's a wonderful thing. And I know this, too, is a gift from God, because, you know, some people have it a little difficult being around kids. And when they started to do the repairs on my house, it was like, ah, oh, I need to, I need to find a quiet place for me. And it was at school with all these three-year-olds running around. Of course, it's not quiet, but it was, it was peaceful. It was peaceful in my life. And that's, um, that's what I had. So how are we with time? And I think I'm wrapping up here and um, I just, how are perfect on the time. 
Well, Darcy, thank you very much. Kim, thank you so much for asking me because I was away from this meeting for time and I see that I have to come back because I just, I used to attend the New Jersey meetings over in, in person, but this is great and thank you and I pass.